Hollow Mountain Publishing presents My Castle, Book Two of the Appalachian Storm series, written and performed by Diana Kilpack. Chapter 11. The Two Pure Hearts. Katie, do you think you could take one of the new pure hearts off our hands? Distracted, Katie paused. A seeker bounded towards her in a play fight, knocking her flat on her back. What? She twisted around to avoid him, landing on her. She jumped to her feet. We are having problems with a particular pure heart. David has asked if you could take him off our hands. Katie stopped dead in her tracks. The blow came directly in front, knocking her legs out from under her. She hit the ground so hard, the wind knocked out of her. She immediately changed into human form, lying flat on her back, gasping for breath. I'm sorry, Great Wolf. Are you all right? She heard the seeker in her thoughts. The last couple of days, she had been working hard on hearing the seekers when they speak through their thoughts. She thought it was funny how this time around, when her head was spinning, she could hear the seeker just fine. I'm fine. I'm just a little dazed, she huffed through her strangled lungs. Katie, are you there? She rolled over on her side and lifted herself off the ground. Giving the seeker a casual wave, she left the fighting pen. Another seeker gave her a smile and saluted. She eyed him warily. She had noticed the seekers saluting her, Roman style, all day. Their right fist closed, hitting their left chest with a quick thump before going on about their business. She had asked several of them what they were doing. They had just smiled, not explaining their actions. Katie, give me a minute. Her thoughts rang out. She felt Candy's presence in her mind. Where are you? Katie gave an ironic laugh. You will never guess in a million years. What did you want me to do? She could hear Candy sigh. We are having problems with a new pure heart. David has lost all patience with him. He wants to know if you can take him off our hands. What's wrong with him? There was a significant pause. I don't want to get into the details right now. You sound guilty, Katie pointed out. Look, will you take him or not? Candy said in a huff. Katie widened her eyes in surprise. Candy must be under a great deal of stress to be so short with her. Sure, I'll take him. How bad can it be anyway, she thought to herself. She immediately felt Candy's relief. She looked around for Jackson. It didn't take her long. She somehow instinctively knew where he was at all times. Can I take your car? He gave her a quick look. No. She gave him a startled glance. Jackson has never told her no on anything. He reached into his pocket. You can take your own car. He threw her a set of keys. She automatically snatched them out of the air 
and stared at the set of keys absently. Are these your car keys? You are surprisingly slow, Jackson muttered. You bought me a car? He smiled at her. I didn't like the idea of you having to ask for anything. You should be able to come and go as you like. She didn't know what to say. There's something else. He handed her a credit card. What's this for? Don't feel too special about it. Everyone received theirs at breakfast. My dad thinks everyone should have a little spending money for clothes, food, and other necessities. There's a monthly spending limit, so if you go over, you're out of luck. You bought me a car? His face turned a little red. It's not a sports car. I know from experience how you handle those. Dazed, she followed him out to the parking lot, where he led her to an SUV Jeep. It was the same pretty blue as her Camaro. She rubbed the fender lovingly. Do you like it? Jackson asked quietly. It has four-wheel drive, so you can get around safely in the snow. I love it. I'm just not so sure I should accept it. Please accept it, he said quietly. I want you to have it. She noticed how nervous he was, how much he wanted her to not argue with him. She reached out and hugged him tight. Thank you, Jackson. He held her tightly before gently letting her go. Where are you going anyway? Katie frowned. Candy has asked if I could take a pure heart off their hands. Apparently, he is driving David crazy. Jackson frowned. David is now weeding through pure hearts, picking and choosing who he wants to keep. I'm not sure what's going on. Candy didn't give me any details. Jackson hesitated. Do you need me to come with you? No, I believe I can handle one lone pure heart. Katie, Candy's thoughts interrupted. David said to bring a vehicle that can pull a trailer. Jackson raised his eyebrows. She followed him around the back of her new Jeep. It never occurred to me you would need a hitch, Jackson said in disgust. Why would I need a hitch? Jackson sighed. I have no idea. Katie climbed into Jackson's Hummer, looking at her pretty little Jeep with longing. Pulling out of the parking lot, she turned towards town. Candy, I'm on my way, her thoughts rang out. Why don't you meet me at the Smoky Mountain Diner? Sounds good. Katie pulled into the parking lot of the diner. No one seemed to be around. Candy, I'm here. Where are you? It's taking longer than we thought. Katie got out of the vehicle. Looking in the restaurant, she realized she was hungry. Walking up the sidewalk, she noticed a dark figure leaning against the brick wall. It was warm outside, and yet the guy was wearing a dark hoodie covering his face. It was obvious he was intently watching her. Looking down, not giving the guy eye contact, she hurried past him, entering the diner. She sat in a booth where she had a commanding view of the parking lot outside. Accepting a menu, she started reading it intently. She heard someone slide into the booth in front of her. She lowered her menu. The hooded guy was sitting directly in front of her. She eyed him warily. He was big. Not fat, just very large in stature. He looked like a professional football player, she decided. 
he was wearing clothes four sizes larger than they were supposed to be, which made him look bigger. His skin was dark, his afro hair cropped short, his eyes a dark brown. The black hoodie shielded his face, making his features hard to read. You, Katie Johnson? Yes, she said cautiously. Katie Johnson, who lives in Lexus, Tennessee. Katie blinked when the thought rang into her mind. Finally understanding, she smiled. You scared me half to death. You look like a really scary guy, she said with her thoughts. He smiled. I can be a scary guy. At least, that's what she thought, he said. He started talking so fast, she could only understand about one in every four words. She tried concentrating, hoping to get the gist of what he was saying. It didn't help. There was a pause. She glanced into his dark features. Did he just ask a question? She wasn't sure. Giving a sigh, she leaned forward. I'm really sorry, but I have no idea what you just said. She heard the distinct rumble of an empty stomach, and she knew it wasn't hers. Pointing to his belly, Now, I know what that means. You're hungry, and I can help you out. I'm not hungry. He seemed to say it very slowly and precisely, every word pronounced so she could understand him. It would have been more believable if his stomach didn't betray him and rumble right after he said it. Your digestive system says otherwise, she pointed out. My mama taught me right. I don't accept help from anyone. I make my own way. At least, that's the gist of what he said. He used a lot of colorful words which didn't seem to pertain to the topic at hand. Look, I understand. She raised her hand slightly towards the waitress. You don't mind if I eat in front of you. I'm starving. The waitress came over, giving the guy in front of her a nervous glance. Katie quickly looked through the menu. I will have one through ten. Make all the eggs scrambled. Don't bother bringing the toast and a pitcher of orange juice. The waitress stared at her as if she was insane. As soon as you get something made, can you go ahead and bring it out? I'm very hungry, and I hate waiting. You might as well help me eat, or all of this is going into the trash can, and that would just be ridiculous, since your stomach doesn't know how to stop complaining, Katie said casually. There was a slight twitch in the guy's mouth before he started digging in. Katie thought he must not have eaten in a week. She sat back and watched him consume everything on the table. The waitress came by every few minutes, taking away empty dishes. When all the plates were cleared, he sat back in his chair. A happy grin was on his features. Obviously, his stomach controlled his disposition. What's your name? Zack. She raised her eyebrows. She always liked the name Zack. She reached over and took a drink of her orange juice. Where are you from? Chicago. Katie choked on her orange juice as it first went up her nose, then down into her lungs. Gagging, she struggled for breath. When she was able to calm down, 
She looked back at the now grinning guy in front of her. I'm sorry. Did you say Chicago? As in Chicago, Illinois? You dropped the S sound. What? Illinois. No S sound. Katie blinked. The guy could hardly be understood, and he was telling her how to pronounce words. That was just great. Just what she needed. She decided to ignore Mr. Illinois with no S sound for a minute as she grappled with another more severe question. You are not from the Smoky Mountains? She said it really slow and deliberate, making sure she was understood. What are you talking about, woman? I just told you where I was from. Chicago, Illinois. Illinois with no S. Katie looked around, unsure of the situation. Maybe this guy was still hungry. He was perturbed about something. Look, obviously, we are having a communication problem. Let me explain a few things to you. She spoke louder than normal and very slowly, pronouncing every syllable. All the people who have been arriving have been from the Smoky Mountains. The mountains are what is transforming us into you-know-what. She then eyed the waitress, who seemed to be interested in their conversation. Zach sighed, before proceeding to say something like, Never been. Always thought racists lived here. The Ku Klux Klan is still here. At least, that was the gist. She hoped. Ku Klux Klan? Are you kidding me? They're like, I don't know, somewhere else. She batted the air with her hand. I have lived here my whole life and have never met a member of the KKK. Zach leaned back in his chair. You Muslim? What? She didn't understand what he was asking. But by now, it didn't surprise her. Are you Muslim? He shrugged. I don't care. I would just like to know what I'm dealing with. Zach said more clearly this time. No, I'm not Muslim. She couldn't help grinning. I'm sugary. Zach had a puzzled look on his face. You know, Indian. Don't you Indians have a red dot on your forehead? Katie couldn't help it. She cracked up laughing. She laughed so hard her eyes began to water. No, she said when she could finally speak. I'm Indian as a Native American, a member of the Cherokee Nation. Zach sat stunned. His face held a shocked expression. I never met a real live Indian before. Well, I don't believe I met anyone like you before, so I guess we're even. Katie drummed her fingers on the table. Look, I'm supposed to meet a friend, and apparently she is extremely late. When she gets here, you should probably go with her. Zach leaned forward, his arms resting on the table. Why? Because you are a pure heart, and they are congregating somewhere else. You're not a pure heart? I am a pure heart, but I don't belong with them. She glanced at his confused face. It's a little complicated. Zach gave her a worried look. Do I have to go with them? You don't have to do anything. She glanced up to see Candy pull in with David's Jeep, pulling a trailer with a large cage. That's my friend now. 
She quickly got up, grabbed the bill, and headed towards the register to pay. She kept eyeing the cage with a frown on her face. By the time she came outside, Nathan, Justin, and Joel, the three new pure hearts that first showed up at her house, had already unhitched the trailer. Asking for her car keys, they quickly replaced Jackson's Hummer with David's Jeep. She casually walked to the back of the trailer, a large black jaguar sleeping inside. Zack had followed her out, staring at the newcomers with distrust. Oh no. Hell no, Zack mumbled under his breath. No, I'm a man. I'm a man. Raising his voice, he turned to face the three pure hearts, obviously ready to tear them apart. Hold on! Katie stepped between Zack and the other three guys who were looking at him like he was insane. You don't know all the details. Wait until we know more. Candy jumped out of David's Jeep and raced towards her. I'm sorry we're late, Katie. He fought us like crazy. We couldn't get him in the cage. This announcement from Candy seemed to confirm Zach's worst fears. His features twisting in a rage. He faced the three pure hearts, ready to do battle at the slightest movement. You want to put me in a cage? Let's see how you can handle me. Candy stopped dead in her tracks, her face going white at the size of Zack, who was obviously ready to fight to the death. Who is that? He's a new pure heart I just met. Katie tried to explain. She had one hand on Zack's chest, the other stretched out, hoping the other three guys would not take a step forward. Candy looked like she was going to burst into tears. Nathan, Justin, and Joel slowly backed away towards David's Jeep. Zack eyed their retreat with wild, angry eyes. I'm not going with them! Hell no! Hell no! Candy, just go! I'll take care of him! Katie said with her thoughts. Candy gave her a quick wave and jumped back into the Jeep. The three boys were in the passenger seat. They gave her a salute, and then they were gone. Katie eyed Zack warily as he slowly calmed down. If you wouldn't mind getting into the vehicle, Zack turned towards her, still having a wild look about him. I mean, the passenger seat? Zack gave the cage one last look, walking around the Hummer, and getting into the car. Katie could hear him mumbling all the way back to the compound. KKK somewhere else? Hell no. KKK is right here. Right here. She decided the best thing for her to do is pretend she didn't hear a thing. Jackson watched her pull into the drive. He quickly walked over, eyeing the trailer with its obvious cage and Zack closely. Katie jumped out of the Hummer and ran around the back to meet him. Jackson, I would like you to meet Zack. He's a pure heart I just met in town. Jackson gave Katie an assessing glance, reaching his hand out to shake Zack's hand. You're welcome, of course, but pure hearts usually congregate somewhere else. Katie closed her eyes. Yeah, I understand. Somewhere else? 
I understand. Hell no! Obviously wanting to make his views known to anyone in the state of Tennessee. I'm a man! I'm a man! You just try putting me into a cage. What did I say? Jackson's thoughts questioned Katie. Katie shrugged her shoulders and pointed towards the cage. Jackson reached out and opened the cage door. The jaguar was lying with his head down as if he was passed out or something. Hey, Jackson gave the animal a light kick. Are you awake? Jackson looked up at Katie. She shrugged. I wasn't given any information at all. Jackson reached in with his foot and kicked the jaguar hard on the butt. The movement caused the animal to raise its head and look around. Katie automatically backed away from the cage and stood next to Zack, who was watching the proceeding closely. The jaguar adjusted himself and cautiously walked out of the cage, looking around. Turning into human form, he looked around the area, not seeing Katie or Zack. He stepped off the trailer and turned completely around. He was very large in stature. His head was completely shaven, obviously not caring he was naked. Katie couldn't believe what she was seeing. There were two very large tattoos on the guy's shoulders. One was a swastika. The other were the letters KKK. She knew Zack had seen them. She could hear his breath as it sucked into his lungs. She felt the heat radiating from his body. Oblivious to the very large black man standing only a few feet from him, the new guy turned back around to Jackson. This is more like it. I knew there had to be a place where everyone was properly separated. Those colored people and the people who love them can go straight to... Katie knew it was coming. She automatically stepped aside, giving plenty of room for a very large, very angry polar bear as it attacked. Jackson folded his arms, watching the two pure hearts fighting. Katie walked around the truck to stand by his side. Jackson shook his head, giving her a slight grin. That bear fights the same way you used to. Katie looked back towards the fighting. Watching Zack's moves, she could see he was much larger and stronger. He was too slow. He could never get the large cat in place where he wanted to to do any damage. The jaguar was much quicker, but was too weak to really do any damage to the bear. As of right now, they are pretty even in their abilities. I don't think either one of them will be able to hurt the other. Jackson stated, they're just going to wear each other out. The noise brought all the seekers out to watch for a while. Getting bored with a fight that didn't seem to go anywhere, they all returned to what they were originally doing. Jackson chuckled. I wish I could have been a fly on the wall when that skinhead showed up. You should have seen it. Zack was getting so worked up about the cage, I was afraid he was going to transform right there in the parking lot. 
When Candy saw Zack, she looked like she was going to start crying right there on the spot. Do you have any idea where Zack came from? Jackson asked, still watching the first werebear he had ever seen. Chicago! Jackson turned startled eyes towards her. Chicago, Illinois? Yep. And when you talk to him, make sure you say Illinois without the S sound. Apparently, he's sensitive. Chicago is not anywhere near these mountains. Jackson was obviously struggling with this new bit of information. Yep, he has never been south, never intended on coming south. He thinks everyone below the Mason-Dixon line are racist and bigots who belong to the KKK. She turned to face Jackson. I told him I had never in my life met a member of the KKK. They were somewhere else, which so happens to be right here. Do you know what this means? This is a much bigger problem than we first thought. Hi, this is Diana Kilpack. If you are enjoying this series and would like to help support it, I have created a pod fan and Patreon account where you can donate. The best thing you can do is tell your friends and family about this series and let them participate. Until next week, when our imaginations meet again, have a great day.